welcome to the ARC Audio Book Club. This month we're reading Memoirs of a Polar Bear by Yoko Tawada. In this book, three generations of a family of polar bears tell the stories of their lives. The grandmother is a circus bear turned office worker turned memoirist. Her daughter, Tosca, is a circus bear who retires to a zoo. The last narrator, Knut, is based on the famous polar bear from the Berlin Zoo, who was raised by human caretakers after his mother rejected him. Vague language and whimsical turns of phrase leave several important elements unexplained throughout the narrative. All imaginable categories are blurred in this novel, and bestiality is hinted at more than once. (laughs) 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 Shall I start again? No, no, no. no. (laughs) Incredibly serious, in the no laughing matter kind of way. (laughs) 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 This is how the intro will be. The end result is something like Bojack Horseman on acid in an Ingmar Bergman movie. (laughs) Here to discuss this mess are Giovanna Alessandro. Hello. Macon Holt. Hello. Nina Bang. Hello. And I'm Sarah Omini. Before we dive in, Giovanna. Mm. You're the resident Knut expert? Yes. Guilty. Guilty. <laughs> <laughs> why, why did you take such a deep interest in Knut and his life? Well, Sarah, this started many years ago. Uh, you live with me. I do. <laughs> <laughs> you must know this. <laughs> I feed on other people's sense of the extraordinary. You do indeed. Knut was a phenomenon, and I wanted to be part of it. But I really did not give a fuck about the bear. I just wanted to be in. So when he died, I went full retard and became more hardcore than the most devoted fans. And I did a pilgrimage to the German Museum of Natural History, Naturkunde, and paid my respect to the stuffed Knut. Sarah, I have to say, he's very macho in his afterlife. <laughs> they stuffed him, so he looks very aggressive. Does he look like uh, a polar bear version of Arnold Schwarzenegger? Hi. Sort of. And I think this book do not do him justice. But this is also your last podcast. It is my last podcast. We might celebrate. This. After choosing this book, I had to commit like podcast harakiri. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we can put this in. I was. I really wanted to like this book. I thought the idea was cool. I hadn't read anything before I chose it. Mm. Um, I didn't succeed in liking it. No. Did any of you? No. And I think nine. I think what you say, like you had to commit podcast. Harry Carey, I kind of understand mm. because I was like, if she doesn't do it, I'll I do will, it for yeah. her. I was like, I was like, I will be the the assistant. So once you start the program, <laughs> yeah. I will tap. But also, also like, also, Sarah, we shall rent a car. We shall uh, go to Switzerland. I shall hold your hand. Oh yeah, and we shall do this together legally. Uh. Also, because like, I read it, right, trying to read this book, I felt like, wow. I don't have the time for this. Oh my god, I know. <laughs> I, I just, like, so, it felt like it was taking so much of my life. <laughs> I just wanted it to be over. <laughs> it will be, Megan. And, and then I thought, like, oh, 
this is the kind of thing where like I'm just gonna quit, I'm just gonna quit the podcast. I just I'm gonna quit everything I because know. like I'm not. I, if this is what this involves, <laughs> it's not worth. And these are not tears of laughter. These are tears of horror and actual pain. This is like a, a sort trauma. of a catharsis at this point because mm. it's over. You are also hugging yourself and rocking. Yeah, but I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, this is not coming across in a podcast, but it's certainly. Oh yeah. Yeah. But the, yeah, the weird thing is it has amazing reviews everywhere. You, yep. Giovanna, you even went on Goodreads expecting some sort of solace. I was so sad. So I went to the Goodreads. Uh, <laughs> As you do. Looking for some sympathy. Yeah. But nine. <laughs> they all love it. Yeah. They speak so good of it. Mm. Yeah, it it yeah. made me sad. I was somewhat heartened to find one two-star review on Goodreads, actually. And I thought, this person... Oh, the thing is, like, they didn't hate it in the same way that they did. And also, it's sort of unsatisfying because when there is a two-star review of this book, they can't tell you why they hate it. They're just like, I wasn't interested. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah. So I think maybe we should commit this podcast to really verbalizing. Mm. <laughs> but Nina, you, you liked it a bit more than us, I think. <laughs> Don't implicate me like that. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it at the beginning. I thought, yeah. I didn't know anything about it. I'd never heard of her, never heard of the book. And I started reading it and I was like, Mm, this is kind of weird. Like, is this a climate change protest novel? I've never read one of those. I'm going to see where it's going. And then I was like, is this about race or like adoption? Like, what is she like? What is she doing? And because I was confused, I just thought like, oh, cool. Okay, I'm going to go on. And then the last part just, I just thought it was awful. Mm. I couldn't believe it. <clears throat> I thought, the, I, I actually thought the first part, I didn't love it, but I thought, okay, this might not be terrible. Mm. Mm. Wait, the, the first part? The, the yeah, very the first, first part. Yeah, the yeah, very yeah. first part. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, this this could be interesting. Yeah. Should we just... do uh, a summary of the book, maybe? A summary. A sum Who would like to do the summary? I could do a summary of the book. Oh, I think you, you kind of did a summary of the book. I think you have to do a summary because you, you yeah. are shaking with rage. Yeah. Try and be neutral, though. Yeah, I mean, like, the first. <laughs> so, so the book is in three sections. <laughs> be the best Macon you send be. <laughs> best, best Knut. Um... So the book is in three sections, and the first section is follows the life of um, a a polar bear who was in the circus, seemed to go into a sort of an office capacity. Though it's kind of like that's not really focused on. It's more her memoir career, which is the point of real attention, and yet somehow superficially delved into. Um, she ends up uh, becoming an exile from the Soviet Union, going to um, uh, West Germany, and then to uh Canada to Canada where she meets a Danish man who's kind of naive leftist, leftist politics reminds me of so many Danish people you'll meet and also he does <laughs> we don't know if it's a man or a bear we think I think I thought it was a man I think it's a man yeah yeah it's definitely he's a man. in the Munich Zoo Zoo oh is he I think so yeah the grandmother's husband no Entschuldigung Lars please continue yeah um, so then they go back to East Germany where they have a child called Tosca uh, in the second part, we meet this uh, circus woman called Barbara, um, also from East Germany. Um, she does animal taming. We get a kind of story where it seems like it's from her point of view. Then she reveals it's from the second Tosca polar bear's point of view, which is not the Tosca in question, but another Tosca. It's nicely vague. They kiss. That's their act. They kiss. They do a bestialic kiss, and that's really wows the crowds. Um and then the final section is uh, the child of Tosca who was abandoned and then raised by humans in Berlin Zoo. Knut, who discovers the use of pronouns. And then Michael Jackson and mm. dies. Oh, yeah. He doesn't really die in the book. He dies in reality. Just, uh, yeah. Yeah. 
No, Michael but, Jackson's ghost comes and visits Knut. That's how I read it. I thought at was, first it's Michael Jackson, and then it becomes the ghost. Really? Yeah. I thought he was hallucinating because yeah, Knut I thought he had a he had a, a something. He had like a brain stroke, a stroke, I guess. The sort of like an aneurysm. <laughs> There's a very graphic picture on uh, Google if you uh, search for pictures that will show you exactly how like these uh, electric uh, impulses in his brain disconnected. It's very sad. You used to have a picture of Knut hanging in your kitchen before we moved in. That was exactly the picture. That was the one, okay. Explaining what went wrong. Okay. And then I did my pilgrimage. <laughs> and then I came back. And, you and I moved on. <laughs> I put it behind me. And then you chose this book, Sarah. I know, I chose to do And I was bumped back to 2016. <laughs> this is going to be a nightmare to edit. Oh. I'm looking forward to that. Um... <laughs> I don't know what to say though. Like, so that's what happens in the book, um, and it's written in a kind of sort of literary fiction wankery, where everything is uncertain and everything is vague, and the identities of all creatures is kind of up for debate and discussion, and you don't know why. But speaking of like how it's written, it's so pretentious that I was talking to Sarah the other day of how it seems that it's a first year student of any given university subject of the humanities who mm. wrote this book. Like, let me explain this to you. Mm. I'm going to elaborate myself now. Mm. I will tell you how it is. And you're just like, no, no, no. Mm. Wait, sleep on it for four years and we'll talk again. <laughs> but all, the weird combination I found was that it has that sort of first year vibe but then it's also quite German in that, and then this happened, yeah. and then I moved to the cupboard, and then I opened the, 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 the thing. The, in, the, the, the lower section of the cupboard, which revealed the inner section, which I then opened, and when I opened that, I was able to find the bag, which I opened by drawing the string across the... Yeah, that yeah. yeah. Exactly, yeah. it's like yeah. they don't feel that they have the authority, authority to leave out any detail of what went on. Yeah, what actually happened, even though mm. they leave out so many... I would, <laughs> I would like to read a quote from section two which I feel illustrates this perfectly. Um, it's a, a, a argument uh, about whether or not um, training and, and learning can be passed on genetically, uh, which is happening between Barbara and her husband. And when she's saying that you, it cannot be passed on genetically, just like you know, being talented at circus performing, this is in reference to Tosca, because her, her mother had been a circus performer, the polar bear Tosca. Uh, Barbara says it can't be passed on just like that. And the husband says... With, and the husband, uh, with a gesture that swept my opinion to one side, my husband went on, why not? It took so and so many thousands of years before humankind could walk on two legs, but it only takes us a, a year to learn this. In other words, <laughs> that's not a sentence. Anyway, in other words, the results of the training have been inscribed in our genetic code and passed on. I remember like reading that and going like, that is, that's, like, content, like, in, in an English language context, that's bad. That's bad writing. Yeah, so, I wonder if it's the translation or if it's just, if it works in German because it won, like, she's won loads well, of awards. Because like, linguistic context-wise, like, there was that kind of thing of over-explaining stuff in German being acceptable, but yeah. in English it just sounds awful. It's, it's quite difficult to read. And perhaps this is really funny in German. <laughs> yeah. if, if you speak German and if you have that self- a uh, sense of like self deprecating, no mm. self. Well, the self irony is kind of the thing. I yeah, guess, if, but, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe this is funny in German if you have that sense of like self irony that you like master the German language. 
you're German and you think that this like critique of your people is funny, but those three would just never go together. <laughs> so I don't know where this book would find its audience. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you you could imagine it coming up, but it's just it's just it's not highlighted. Like what's highlighted is aren't polar bears really close to God? Like that's what's highlighted. There's some sort of purity about this animal spirit. That's what's really underlined. There's no, this the linguistic games are underlined. It's a very white, very sensitive animal that stands like in a higher connection with like nature and impulses and their senses and like their descriptions of the mm. world. Mm. Yeah. But like she's chosen the subject of writing like from a polar bear perspective. Mm. And the questions that these polar bears ask about their surroundings are just very inconsistent yeah, and just exactly. not very like funny or humorous. And the descriptions that they then that they then perceive yeah. uh, uh, to give are just not very uh, sharp or new mm, or yeah. uh, inventive. Yeah, there's a bit in the end in the last section where. She's like anthropomorphizing some things and then trying to like de-anthropomorphize other things. So like Knut will like look at a, a brush and, and be like, oh no, look at someone's hair and be like, oh, it's like that brush that gets used to brush, that, that Matthias uses to brush my coat. Yeah. But then he knows what a razor is. Exactly. And, he knows, and it's all this stuff where you're just like, yeah. it literally reads like a chart, like a kid's book. Yeah. And you, where just certain things have just yeah. been well, triggered. The thing so that, that, st that stuck out to me was like when there's a scene where um, they, they, say to, they say around Knut, Oh, soon it'll be Canute's debut, and Canute uh, thinks to himself, "I don't know what a debut is," <laughs> but he knows what other abstract <clears throat> concepts are. Speaking I mean, of, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna read a passage from uh, the Knute section, which is the last one. This is towards the ending. Um, Matthias' funeral was said to have been a private, closed ceremony for a family and friends. I wasn't invited. I don't know what exactly humans do at a funeral ceremony. Maybe the humans who were close to the deceased are able to feel his presence one mo once more during the ceremony. No one had been closer to Matthias than me, but I wasn't invited, and the reasons for this remain forever obscure to me. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and, and you've all quoted like Knut here but it also happens with the other two bears yeah yeah it does um, yeah. the the grandmother he's she a, he's a multilingual memoirist yeah, yeah office worker who is in charge of giving her colleagues their checks their mm. monthly checks when she uh, moves to Germany she is confused by what a supermarket is and how banks and ATMs work and that money is is not an infinite mm. Substance. Um, so it's this like it's a weird strategic naivety sort of used to yeah. to show mm -hmm. the reader, oh, this this construct, this cultural yeah. construct that you take for granted. Yeah, it's really not like it's not obvious to a bear. It's not obvious to a bear exactly. But then there's no real critique of it. No, exactly. Yeah. But also it's it's like stuff you know, like yeah, money is a weird thing we made up to make the world work, and marriage is a thing we made up to make the world work. Yeah, like, and also it's like so half baked. Yeah. yeah, and other weird things we made up to make the world work. They're fine. Oh. They're fine and, na and totally, totally natural to a bear. Like la what? language itself. <laughs> and literature. Yeah. Which this book is. Memoir. But yeah, memoir. <laughs> but I think that's. <laughs> I, um, I mentioned, I think before we started recording, I mentioned that the original title is 
Etüden im Schnee. Which I think sort of... Schnee. 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 Ja. Schnee. Etüden. Bitte. Danke. And I think that sort of... When I read that, this was after I'd finished the book, um, I read that and I was like, okay, so it wasn't, she didn't mean it as a memoir when she wrote it. She meant it as this other sort of yeah. ponderous thing. And that, that helped me a little, but it didn't make the book work for me. Yeah, I think, I mean, from the outset, the English title is wrong. It's a Memoirs of Three Polar Bears. Exercises in Snow. <laughs> <laughs> memoirs of a Geisha? Yeah, that's what it reminds me of. That's, that's what they're playing on, isn't it? Of, yeah. they, they, they're taking her Japanese name, putting it next to memoirs, yeah. and then thinking, ooh, sexy. Yeah, but also uh, funny, because lol, see what we did there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like, it's a humorous erection. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of humorous erections, bestiality. Oh, uh, yeah. A lot of that. Yeah, a lot of sort of hinted, not quite... And so much sucking. So much sucking. All beers, bears are sucking on something. And like if you had this book in a PDF file and you did a word count of suck or sucking, mm. like yeah. the figure would be red. But and still, I mean, this is not Bataille. This is fucking memoirs of a polar bear. And this is so disappointing. Yeah. It's a curious book for like so many mentions of anuses to be so unexciting. Mm. Yeah. And <clears throat> sucking. And sucking. Yeah. Yeah. And poo. Yeah. A lot of like toilet references. Yeah. Mm. Like in general, it's like, It's got the ingredients, but it arranged them totally wrong. But also in the last section, there was like all of these weirdly and like overtly obvious references to like, what is even German? Like, yeah. What does it mean to be German? And I don't come from the North Pole. I'm mm. born in Germany. Why do they keep calling me a polar bear? Yeah, I don't what, know. Exactly. Yeah. And this, but it was just, it was done in the most unbelievably obvious. I couldn't, I just, yeah, it was irritating to and even it. if you're like okay if a polar bear had this thought if you like try to take yourself out of it this woke polar bear exactly woke <laughs> <laughs> bear check your uh, white privilege polar bear yeah. this is the thing like there's a there's a famous um, remark from the german philosopher wittgenstein where he says that even if a lion could speak english we would not understand what he said because his form of life is so different from our form of life that the words just wouldn't be arranged in a way that was coherent. Even though they were, they were like grammatically correct, we just wouldn't understand the sentiments he was expressing. And what this book does is just go, well, fuck that then. That's not even insight. Exactly. This is not interesting uh, if it had been a human uh, narrator. <laughs> and this isn't interesting as a polar bear narrator as well. It's like a very pretentious vegan wrote it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because I think we shouldn't eat polar bears after reading this. Oh, no, my favorite. Yeah. But yeah, a, a very sort of, she keeps mentioning, especially in Knut's part, oh, Knut is a, is, a, is a symbol for, you know, fighting climate change. And without Knut, we would all have died ages ago. And I, I know she's not serious. Sarcastic, that bit, yeah. Yeah, it's, oh. But it's very labored. It's, it's so labored. Yeah. It's, it's so labored that I don't even want to say, ah, oh, But that's not, I, I just can't even, I, for most of this book, I skimmed it, to be yeah. quite honest. And I, I can try and sympathize with it, but I don't want to. Yeah, it doesn't earn it <laughs> at any point is the problem, I think. And then, I, I mean, like, I think to me there's a fundamental problematic political part of this project where it's trying to engender some sort of cross-species planetary empathy And by doing that, it's turning everything that isn't human into a naive human. And that is fucked up. 
It was kind of like watching Wonder Woman to me because she's also like, oh, I speak a hundred languages, but I don't know what this means, this basic concept. Yeah. And I'm, I'm here to save the world. That's what I've been trained to do. And well, some, I don't know what it is. And some things I just accept. Yeah. And then I will ask, like, why are people holding hands? And you're like, is that really the question you're going to ask when you're dumped into London from, like, out of space <laughs> and everything is going on around you, but you really... The only the question you're gonna ask is why is people holding hands? And also, I'm just thinking like, you know, I mean, like going back to what like lesbianism must have been a thing on the island, and I think that hand holding would have been a thing. Yeah, people have hands. It, it's got, it's going to hold them. It's going to emerge from hands, though. <laughs> it's going to emerge like it's not like women on their own don't think our oh, hands. That we could we could do something with that to show intimacy. I'm glad my uh, my ploy to buy time by talking about Wonder Woman worked. <laughs> yeah, it's earned all of three minutes. You all caught it. But the first the first section is not naive, in my opinion. No, because like, the grandmother mm. is at least like she's kind of cool. Like, yeah, she's going to these weird conferences and she eats all that salmon. She only eats salmon, which I quite like. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> it just like made me hungry. Exactly, and salmon basically. Yeah, um, but. She's not naive, but it just gets more naive until you get to Canoe and you're just like, yeah. who the hell is this Canoe? And then the line dies. Yeah. Luckily, there yeah. will be no sequel. <laughs> I would have... Jurassic Knut. I would have, like, dramatically enjoyed this book more if... Had it just been the grandma. Had it been reversed. I think you would have put it down straight away. But I would have been obligated Even to read it yeah. for this podcast. And then you could have said, hey, this worked. Yeah, then I'd be like, hey, Power because, of, because of the obligation, this... Switch around. We went through this like naive polar bear thing, going to a past that was rich and complex and ununderstandable from that perspective. Yeah. That's an interesting story. Mm. This but story, is it? but is it really? uh, more than this? More than this. I, I can't, take I, regression every day. I can't, <laughs> <laughs> I can say that in a more German accent. Yeah, please. exactly. <laughs> I would take regression any day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I would take like a little bit more degradation. So so fucking pure. The the cover really fits because no one can really see, but he's he, the polar bear on the cover is doing this really theatrical, yeah. deep gesture. Mm. Um, he's sleeping, isn't he? Is he? He's like it looks mm, like he's oh where was me? I I am so naive and I sense the world in a different way to all of you. Did the middle section actually work for anybody? Because I, I I thought. It was definitely the most experimental. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. yeah, like who? Is it Tosca? Is it Barbara? Yeah. And then with is, the it, is it Tosca? Who's Barbara? Who's Tosca? And there was Which a moment Tosca? where you were like, this is going to get really freaky. And then it, it, didn't. it didn't. It just went But bad, also it explained but... itself so well that you weren't really like, what's going on? It was yeah. like, oh, what's going on? Okay, now the book is going to spend five pages telling me what's going on. So, <laughs> okay, yes, this is going on. This is still going on. Uh-huh. Yes. I get it now. Thank you. <laughs> and it should have been much faster to read because even if you like zone out for 10 pages, you won't have missed anything. But because you've zoned out, you're not sure. So you go back and read it again. It took like, me oh. two weeks to wait, read the first 10 pages. And then I had to read the rest. And not because I liked it, but because. This was coming. Today. This date was in the calendar. So it was, yeah. But what uh, sort of got me in like this uh, print, uh, principal manner was that. Uh, the last year, there's been like this wave of literature being translated into Danish, uh, and this book is being translated to Danish now, and it might actually be a better book in Danish, I don't know. Um, 
of uh, like animal literature, mm. like the secret lives of bees, the secret lives of trees, my life yeah. as a beast, where which is actually the f- more funny book of these, where this uh, biologist uh, Charles something uh, from England is um, <clears throat> spending a couple of years trying to live as these five different animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is a, f- a fox that lives in the city and one is a badger on the countryside. And, like one is an otter and then a bird. And he's really doing the experiment of like living as these animals, mm. which is quite funny. And he's really uh, entertaining. But all these books uh, and like another book of like, do cows feel pain or something like this? Mm-hmm. And then this book that are like trying to show empathy with the animals <clears throat> but we have a whole like refugee crisis going on, and I think that like a lot of refugees could really use the fucking PR that these animals are getting now. Yeah. Um, and this is also like all the intellectuals just like averting the gaze and then writing about something like more pure, more sacred. Like let's write about some animals uh, and the whole like environment and climate and blah blah blah. But but it shouldn't be either or. You should be able to talk about climate and animal welfare and <coughs> refugees yeah. surely it shouldn't push the but i just think it's done in a really bad way yeah. but i think it's a fair enough thing to talk about like animal well i mean i'm not a vegetarian oh, so no, well, i literally I'm a, I'm a have no leg to stand I, on I, I, i'm mostly just doing it because you know meat is expensive <laughs> 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 jokes also for the animals but uh, this this book it's in the fridge irritated me oh it's behind me <laughs> I was uh Wein, Weiss Wein, bitte. <laughs> I think, I think, yeah, I think obviously the, all these things are connected. Like there's no refugee crisis in the same extent if there's not climate change. There's no um, climate change crisis without animal usage. Um, at the same time, I think the way that the intellectual class of various well-funded countries decides to expend its time talking about polar bears and zoos. Macon is doing refills at the same time as he's talking. Is, this is what you're doing, your PhD. Yeah, yeah. It is, um, yeah, is evidence, as you say, of like some sort of like averted gaze or like this kind of, um, oh no, this is easier to talk about. I can mm-hmm. be more moralistic in this way. And we I, can oh, also say that it's a metaphor for a bigger, like an analogy yeah. for the entire situation. Also because like when you like focus on a cute animal, it's like, it, it's easy to be moralistic. And the thing is like with, with like anything like vegetarianism, and climate or refugee things, it's not its not primarily moral that's at stake. There's like material conditions that you're talking about. You're saying like, if you're saying refugees shouldn't be allowed in, you're saying that exploitation is fine. You're saying exploitation is the valid way to behave. You're saying also like, um, if you're saying polar bears are fine, but pigs, fuck them. You just lost Luca, aren't you? Really? Because you're talking, looking out for your own. That's not going to make it into this. Oh, Mickey, there's been a problem with your visa. <laughs> but I just thought it was basically like the worst attempt at intersectionality I've ever read in my yeah. life because yeah. it was literally trying to make a political statement about everything. So mm-hmm. the middle section was like exploitation of migrant labor, for example. Yeah. And through uh, the lens of a polar bear. Trying to be feminist as well. Trying to be feminist. The third section was like, adoption what does it mean to be like native but also like climate change and then like it was just why was she trying to smash all those things together in the most stupid way possible Um, i think that's what (laughs) irritated me so much was that she was so correct like these are the correct opinions you can't you can't Mm. really well yeah like if we just take the most basic thing being a 
being an animal in the zoo or the circus, that's probably a, a shitty fate and that sucks. I can't really do anything with that. I can't have a, a new experience with that because I already know this is how I'm supposed to feel. And wouldn't it have been great if Knut was a total cunt and uh, yeah. <laughs> this little innocent white baby bear uh, descending <laughs> on like, this line of circus bears mm. and... Mm. What if he'd been a total asshole and like fame had gotten to him and he'd been a classical... He'd been the Justin Bieber of exactly. polar bears. Exactly. But, but then he would have been a human and that would have been the ultimate... But oh, he already is a human. He'd been this just idiot human. But he was. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. He already yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Fair point. Yeah. I, I mean, I think I think as you're saying, I think there's this weird thing of like, like there's a correctness with no politics implied. Like um, to have to have uh, a correct opinion about how things ought to be, without say any analysis of the arrangements of power that bring that about, that's fucked up. It's, it's dull. Exactly, and like the correct naive gaze yeah. on certain things, right? Not a naive gaze on like things that could have been like more right wing or something mm. like that. Just like the correct naive. Childish gaze mm. on hot political topics. Yeah, well done. Yeah, and like with with other books that I've hated on this podcast, <clears throat> I've been able to laugh at them. Like Delphine de Vigan, mm. that was self important and theatrical, and that was easy to laugh at. So I could enjoy that. Mm. But here, it's just oh, what? yeah. Also, because like it's so proper. It's it, so proper, and it's so yeah. German. Sorry. <laughs> so why why does why does everybody like it? That's The yeah. other mystery, if yeah. there's not a single bad review about it. No, she's being translated into Danish now. She's going to uh, Louisiana Literature. Yeah. Everyone on Goodreads love her. All the reviews. All the reviews no are great. Bad, yeah. Is it because they just... I mean, here we have a quote from The Economist, the renowned center of literary criticism. <laughs> uh, Tawanda brings her fine-nosed, soft-furred beasts to life. But that says nothing. Yeah. But that's also, I think that's also Irish sort of Times. a... <laughs> Irish Times, philosophical, political, <laughs> and yes. often profound. You mentioned that Rich you suspected in physical that... physical sensations and whimsy. Shavana, yeah. <laughs> you mentioned that you suspected that the blurbs, because a lot of them are just one or two words, yeah. that or they were very heavily things, yeah. edited. Yeah. yeah, Heavily edited, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think like words smacked together and uh, But then you... fantastic piece comes from two different sentences. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but then you read the reviews and you're like, "Holy shit! They actually don't say anything bad about it." Bear in mind, this is a, from a pro yeah. a, 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 a drink. Everyone drink. Um, <laughs> so from a pro from the Spectator, a um, a publication that thought Brexit was a good idea, funny, outrageous, Tawanda dazzles. I love that Tawanda dazzles. <laughs> <laughs> What does that mean? Blink twice if you want us to save you, Irish Times. <laughs> 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 it's 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 very crazy because like there's so much like it's like it, it's almost as if it thinks that being proximate to issues is the same as saying something about them. Yes, and also it's weird because Paul Beatty showed us that you can talk about slavery in the most politically incorrect way and mm. still come out with a great book. Yeah, and also like when your your political incorrectness can be can be so precise. Yeah, and and delicate that the incorrectness it, it shows a. Um, It shows a kind of like a transition point or like some sort of edge that needs to be excavated. It is being un it needs to be uncovered, and this 
doesn't It just presents the, the things you already know. Claire Louise Bennett with Pond, she, like, that was a, such a moving experience for me to read, even though she talks about living alone. And I know you disagree, but... I can't say this. No, the thing is, like... I was so moved by that book, and she talks about nothing, and yeah. it's just... There's so many ways you can go with, with a topic. Mm. I would say, like, actually, this is a good parallel to draw for me because I did not enjoy reading that book. That is a good book. <laughs> I didn't like. This is a bad thing. Yes. This no. This, that's an important difference. Like, I, 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 I feel like I've learned something about my ability to discern stuff. Like, I can read Pond and go, like, I'm so bored. I hate this. It's good. Mm. I can read this and go, like, I can't. I, I, I must like. I, like, I was repelled for so many days. Like, I, I reading a, a page, going like, I just don't want this exactly. in my life. And I just felt so like it was taking time that I was alive on this earth away from me. And even when I read the Sheila Hetty book, I was like, okay, I didn't really enjoy this, but I'm going to defend it because everyone else hates it, and we need to have like a discussion going mm. on the podcast. And here I'm like, nope. I, I could, but I'm not going to. Take it away, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what defenses could there be for this? Just like an intriguing author, I guess, like having two perspectives. Just the fact that she grew up in Japan, moved to Germany before right. the wall came yep. down. Writes in lived German. Lived through that, writes in German. Um, and then, I don't know, just, I guess that's why people are interested yeah. for, in the first place. But then defenses of the actual book as a text um maybe because of what we started talking about because if you read it in german it's deeply ironic and it's much more comical and you you kind of hate it for the right reasons or i don't know yeah but i've struggled to i struggled to see that a translation can be that bad mm. that it, you 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 get the entire that the whole tone of the book changes that surely can't Happen. But maybe I don't. Know. But this is a, she's she's a renowned translator and she's done some apparent. I just googled her now. Yeah, she's, she's done, done some Kafka, really. Yeah, Herman Hess, <laughs> all the ones. So, how did you guys um, feel about the characters? Because I, to me, it was it, it seemed like one character. Yeah, that's actually the main problem. I thought yeah. it's like there wasn't a just like there was no. I felt there was no clear distinction between the polar bear that's a memoirist and the polar bear that's a newly born cub. I think it was more like the two first one, the first and the yeah. second one that I too couldn't uh, distinguish because yeah, yeah. maybe true. because yeah. they were both women and grown up. And then Knut was more like just like naive and tiresome, mm. but it seemed different. But the two first, I was like, sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm. There, there was one trick I thought worked in the book, and that was when Knut learns the pronoun I. Oh, that worked for me, yeah. yeah. Really? It yeah. did? I, I yeah. No, I mean like. Especially no, I mean, because you you were like. I don't mean it's good. Yeah, I mean I didn't see uh, it coming. I, was I mean, like, oh, I mean, it's... I mean, I mean like it affected the way that I read it. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a narrative device that made you sort of. Yeah. It so pay it, it, yeah. it, 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 it worked in the sense like it made me consider what the pronoun I does. Yeah. Um, and then she went on to explain. Yeah, yeah, and then we then we then entered it thoroughly after that. After she explained it to me, but like it, I felt that happen. Same. Yeah. And that's good. <laughs> that was, and then it told you what to feel, right? Yeah, and I and I followed the instructions diligently. So, <laughs> but I you mean, must follow the rules. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is the most they... racist podcast we've ever done. <laughs> Not really it's racist. Good. They're it's our good. neighbors. It's good. <laughs> it's good you're going for the uh, for the German accent though, rather than any others that could be available. 
Oh, so if I did an Italian accent, it would be fine? No, Japanese. Ah. You mentioned this, Sarah. <laughs> you, Shivana, you can do this German accent. So beautiful. But but please don't do the Japanese accent. Your that would be uh, racist. <laughs> Can't have that. Not in the radio. <laughs> I'm currently watching 1864, so, you know. Oh, Jesus. The German-Danish conflict. Can we just do a live advertisement that you said you watched uh, 1984? 1864. 1864. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am not from here, but I am say sure. Your number so wrong. My glorious country won the war. <laughs> your country got much smaller, but uh, <laughs> we have the we have the Alex in Arc Books. Mm. He was in the TV show. He has a minor part. No, he doesn't. No, he, he does. does. I mean, I know his dad wrote the book, but he does not no. have a minor part. That yeah. is another advertisement. Alex's dad wrote the book. Alex was it's in 1864. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he like a soldier that dies? I need yes, to. He's like a, sol- I think like so. a soldier in like a, like a kind of like um, a large scene. Yeah. Oh my God. I didn't watch it, but I heard it was terrible. It's, it's not great. <laughs> it's not great. This was not Alex's fault. No, I thought no. I was going to learn oh, there so much. Yeah. He did the best he could. No, I bet yeah. the book's With all right. he had. I didn't know it was based on a book. I thought it was just mm. like, oh, let's let's try and win an Oscar. I mean, it's obviously based on real events. Oh, yeah, but that's what I thought it was. Based <laughs> but Alex's on. dad writes like historical fiction. Oh, historical yeah. fiction. I think it's cool. Yeah, but it's also like a, yeah, some sort of strange. Like Hillary Van Tell of Denmark. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hillary Van Tell of Denmark. Wolf Hall. <laughs> hey, Wolf Hall, we have wolves now. I heard that was great, though, Wolf Hall. Oh, uh, the, the series was excellent. Oh, but the book? I haven't read it yet. Right, me neither. Wow, this is a bad book. This has never happened in the podcast before. We talk about other things. <laughs> there is this else. guy in the Wolf Hall, and I haven't seen it, but he has really big eyes, uh, really big ears, and he's really, like, is slim. Is he a bear? And uh, I think he might have been in the Tudors as well. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, what is his name? Oh, I don't know. Ah, uh, he is so much beautiful. <laughs> Thank you, Doge. <laughs> German Doge. Yeah, German Doge. Oh, German Doge. He's sehr, sehr, sehr schön. Sehr schön. Sehr schön. So viel schön. Okay. So viel schön. Guys, I'm going to say, at this podcast? point, like, I mean, yeah, we are kind of, I mean, this is all going to stay in because the time is just ticking along. Are you serious? Yeah, we've got like 44 minutes down I just down said there. 1864 was terrible. Yeah, well, and again. But I mean, what do you think about 1864? I didn't watch it, but I heard it was terrible. Right. It's bad. Okay. I thought I was going to learn loads about the conflict in 1864. You learn nothing. Well, okay. Um, so this there... was a book that made us go to Wonder Woman and TV series and, and everything else. It's so boring and it's so bad. I've no, I think everyone should 84. read it and make their own opinion because... We are like we're a minority <laughs> of haters. World we're a minority weird. of yeah, haters. But, I know that's but, actually I, a good point. Literally everyone else loves it. I think though that that's I think it's a minority that likes it. There's so many good reviews. The reviews yeah, yeah. would say there otherwise. There's so many good reviews. There's so many good reviews from this kind of like like sort of insular literary community. We are an Goodreads. insular literary community. <laughs> also from Goodreads. <laughs> yeah, but literally I, but, every but, single. But everyone kind of like thinks that they're sort of like. I don't know. I mean, because I, I look at, I look at, I'm so fucking skeptical when I see um, someone being. You don't need to continue the sentence. Championed like this, and and like being held up, and they, and I read the work, I'm like, wow, this is exactly what uh, the sort of discourse of opinion making and the the production of of, of culture looks like. 
this is like people who don't really critically engage with the text at all think is good. And so I actually, I'm going to resist the notion that there is, there is, there is like a redeeming thing here. I think it's a liter, I think it's literary wank talking to itself. But I'm not saying there's a redeeding thing. I'm just saying that if people can reach your conclusion from reading it, then yeah. that's still a good thing, right? No, but they, they should, should reach it alone. Otherwise. They should reach it by themselves. They spend their time doing something else. <laughs> Except I don't think they have to. I think they should read this, something else. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you like stood up <clears> for your opinions. I would have just been like, oh, pour me some more wine. <laughs> I think they should start reading uh, The Necrophiliac by Gabrielle Wittkopf. Didn't you also hate that? I loved it. What? It's the best book I've read this year. You, and re- it's you the- told me it was the worst. No, it's wonderful. It's morbid. It's disgusting. It's gross. It's the... Best book I've read this year. And it's year. our next podcast. Exactly. <laughs> oh, can I stay for just one more? <laughs> that is another thing, Sarah. Oh, we've already talked about me. You just committed suicide yeah. on yeah. live on air. Yeah, covering so covering your blood all over this beautiful white polo. Oh, good. Oh, black books. <laughs> Life <laughs> cry. Also, I think it's probably the um, the last appearance of Nina on the Arco Audio Book Club for some time. Because True. Nina, where are you going? Um, I'm going to the North with Pole. Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> My life dream is to meet Knut and 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 stroke his snout. That sounds terrible. Then Berlin that is the place for you. Yeah. <laughs> but but you, you are leaving. I am leaving, but maybe I can return at Christmas and do a Christmas guest appearance. Yeah, right. <laughs> we'll do Dickens. I've just invited myself. Sorry, Good. <laughs> so you've you would not recommend this book. You would recommend the Necrophiliac. I would recommend any other book that we've ever read I on will the podcast. Be, I will be replacing this book on the um, on the uh, used bookshelf in the store. And okay. so if anyone wants to buy it for 25 kroner, they can do so after this podcast because I don't want it near me. If they I will donate free. mine as well. Mm. Nina. I might actually go back on what I said and recommend <laughs> this book that I'm reading, which basically is about like what Aristotle thought about like semen and menstruation, which Ooh, is what? That sounds fucking great. fascinating. What? And they are surprisingly sophisticated. What's like it what they thought. It's like a she's a philosopher and she's writing she's she's not really defending Aristotle's misogyny, no, no, no. but she's kind of saying let's it. look at it more closely and figure out what kind of a misogyny it actually is. But then she what goes flavor. into lots of detail about like like basically what Aristotle and Plato and all that lot. Like what they considered semen, menstruation, sex, orgasms to be, they actually—they obviously had a lot of sex. They—they like, <laughs> they know yeah, more than the fucking Christians that came later and just like they, thought, ah, oh, no. No, they definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. were explorative. So it's actually really fascinating. What's Do you have an called? author or a title? Yes, she's called Connell. Is her surname, and it's uh, oh Jesus. We can put it in the description. Jesus, let's put it in the description because I can't remember. Go um, but it's uh, but it's like a, it's like I mean I'm not understanding most of it. It's a heavy philosophical book, but it's fascinating. That sounds amazing. If you are interested in, that sounds amazing and frustratingly they, vague. About they what thought it is. women had like semen. They thought menstruation was semen, basically, uh, which is also fascinating. just fascinating. It's great. It's so fun. Would you like to recommend a book instead of this one? Yeah, I mean, I just bought. Uh, the recently republished collection of essays by Nick Land, and here ooh, comes he. He is he is a very scary British philosopher who kind of uh, went a bit mad and is now kind of a massive racist, but also a genius. Um, and they they're somewhat disconnected, and <laughs> not entirely though, like not enough, but somewhat. Um, 
Yeah, and it's it's terrifying and exciting. He has this wonderful thing where basically he thinks like the drive to life and the death drive is the same thing. And it's just it blows my mind whenever I read it. Oh wow. He's it's it's fascinatingly strange thing where he just like tries to like rip all the vitalism out of Deleuze and make it really good and nihilistic. Oh man, you've all gone for like really dark titles. I'm know gonna, your audience. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to go for like a really mainstream book. I would, I'd recommend mm. uh, Lincoln in the Bardo by George Saunders. It's also about death though. Yeah, but it's fantastic. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. put it down and I kept hearing that everyone would like stop at around page 30 because it's so weird. It's so weird to read. It's like reading like quotes basically for an entire book, but it really works mm. and I, I haven't been able to put it down. That's cool. And that's basically why it took so long for me to read this because I'd r- much rather be reading that. Yeah. Shio, um, do you have anything you'd rather read? She's already recommended. Oh. But we had champagne at uh, three o'clock, so make an excuse. It's now <laughs> five o'clock in the morning, Aww. which is the only time that we all could meet because <laughs> we're so busy. Busy cultural workers of the oh. culture industry. Are you guys taking a break in July or is there going to be a podcast? No, no. there's going to be a podcast in July. Take it away. Mm-hmm. And it's- it's going to be um, this book from the 70s called uh, The Necrophiliac. It was recently... Uh... <laughs> just recommended seconds ago. <laughs> no, it's just been uh, translated into Danish for the first time. And uh, I think Nina's mother's friend was the one to uh, translate it into Danish. Uh, no, my mum translated another book by her. But now she's friends with the translator because they had to meet at a thing. Oh, so that's, that's so how dumb. it happened. She did another, she's like a... She did short stories as well. My mum translated short stories. Which okay. everyone should read, obviously, in Danish. <laughs> Google Nina Bang's mum. <laughs> but the Danish translation is so amazing, so I'm really looking forward to reading the, the English one as well. And it's, yeah, it's dark and deeply disturbing and great. And I so love his name? Uh, Gabriel Wittkop. Mm. French. Ah, oh, so a new accent next time. Mm-hmm. She committed suicide. With her husband, I think. Yeah. Who she married uh, during the Second World War to save him from the Nazis. Exactly. And she was a self-proclaimed misogynist, child hater, and something else. And I like it. And and with all that against her, she saved someone from the Nazis. It's Mm. really not hard to hate Nazis, guys. I think it's important to say in these times. Like, you can have, you can be a misogynist... You can be you can be a child hater. Just you can draw a line at Nazis. <laughs> With oh. that. On that beautiful note. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jack Vidasar. Mind Vasily. <laughs>